With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, September 10th. And this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. Now, if you have some sort of financial question or you have a question about what's going on in the economy, or you're just trying to figure out whether or not you should ditch your job, you're going to be part of the great resignation. Mark and I are here for you. We are here simply to be another set of eyes, ears, an opinion. We're both certified financial planners. And so we'd love to help you out. The way you contact us is you can send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, or if you are on jillonmoney.com, all you need to do is click the contact button and we will be here for you. Poof, just like that. So without further ado, let us get to your questions. This is from Frank. It is a retirement question. Frank writes, my company offers both a pension type annuity along with a 401k in which they contribute three and a half percent. They will be adjusting this scenario. I will have to choose to continue the aforementioned route or opt towards an 8% match on the 401k contributions and stop receiving the money into the pension. I've got 20 years with a company and I plan on another 20 more. It puts me on the fence. What are your thoughts? You know what I always think? Pensions are great. And usually when you are given these choices, it starts to feel like they're very clever, these companies. Okay. What they, if you're like, oh, 8% match, that sounds so much better. So here's what I will say. I'm betting that the pension's a better deal for you. I don't know all the numbers, but I'm betting it is. Now, there is only one caveat on this, and that is, is the company secure? Because a pension is also a bet on a company's wherewithal to keep that promise. I think pension. I think yes. Jim writes, hello, Jill and Mark. Recently, you featured an interview with Beth Akers. Yes, we did. We love Beth. She's great. Making college pay. It was an interesting conversation. It made me doubt my current academic journey. Uh Uh-oh. I hate to sow doubts, but this year, 
Jim says, I decided to begin the process of changing careers by pursuing an associate degree in business with a long-term goal of becoming a certified financial planner. My interest in finance has matured exponentially over the years. And yes, your show has been influential. Do you have any advice or guidance for a potential direction after earning my associate's degree? Since March, I've been contributing $100 a month to a 529 plan for the potential advancement to a bachelor's degree program down the line. Originally, I wanted to email you regarding my personal investments, but the episode with Beth resonated with me. Regarding my investments, I want to finally rip off the proverbial band-aid of stock trading this year. In doing so, I fear that I might have become overly enthusiastic and possibly perverted my portfolio. I have two brokerage accounts, a rollover IRA, a 401k, a pension, and that 529 plan. Mark, what's the deal with a, um, you don't need a college degree to get a CFP, do you? You do. Oh, you do. Okay. You got a goal. Um, and if you want to become a certified financial planner, you're going to have to get a college degree. You're going to have to figure out a cheap way to get there. That's what you really got to do, especially because you know you're going to have that professional designation. Why don't you look into some of the schools that are, that provide the CFP undergraduate? I would. That's what I would do. Okay. So, well, there's Texas Tech, there's University of Wisconsin-Madison, there's University of Minnesota, all this, and then the online ones are which ones? Arizona State and Colorado State. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't know how much these cost. And you know what? I would absolutely, Colorado State, yeah, and Virginia Tech was a big one also. So why don't you go through, poke around, do some work, but I would do that also. I would say like, if I'm going to do college, I want to come out with my CFP. And then the only thing you'll need to finish is the work requirement. And then you'll be set. Oh yeah, he's got to pass the exam, of course. Come on now. Okay, next question is from Gary about continuing long-term care. They started it, oh, recently. $338 for him. He's 66. His wife is 55, 196 for her. What do they have? They got all different. They got some monthly income. They got some assets. They got a whole bunch of money. They got two. They probably have more than $3 million. They've got a, a house. They got a mortgage. So should he use, should he use his asset base for long-term care to cover that? What do you think? Oh, also, Gary is a longtime listener and he purchased the book and gave it to his son to read. Thank you. It's a strange situation. You're a little bit older than your wife, right? So it seems to me that, you know, in that situation, having some long-term care could be interesting. However, you've got a lot of money. You've got really uh, over $3 million. It's hard for me to feel like I want you to get that long-term care. I feel like you can self-insure. How does your wife feel about it? You also have a pension, which has an inflation adjustment and social security. I don't think you need it. So if you've got, if unless like your wife is feeling particularly insecure about it, I would say no. Okay. Natalie writes, my husband and I had our first house for 10 years. We recently moved. We bought a $320,000 house with a 20 year mortgage. The, uh, Interest rate, 3.125%. The loan is $140,000. In a few months, we will have paid off the first five years of that mortgage. Wow. They they, they paid it down so dramatically. 
They make $90,000 a year together. Oh, everyone listening, until you say we only have rich people, they make $90,000 a year together. They max out their Roth IRAs and they put in $300 a month, each of them. So 600 total into their retirement accounts. They also save $200 a month for their kids university. Natalie, you get the gold star today. Um, They've been allocating a ton of money, $900 a month to pay down their mortgage. But we're starting to wonder if it would be better to invest that into index funds or something similar. How about putting it into a 529 plan for the kids? Here's what I would do. The the $900 a month, you should not be using that to pay down the mortgage. It's a three and an eighth loan. Okay. You don't need to pay that down. They also have a lot of different things that are available to them because of where they work. I don't want to spend too many of the details because I think it's a little bit outing. They like the idea of having the mortgage paid off, but they're not sure if it's wise to use their resources to do that. Um, I've heard some on your podcast about paying off loans, including mortgage early, but never with this housing allowance that they get. So that means that they get all of their housing expenses um, they don't pay taxes on. So anyway, here's the deal. Natalie, stop paying down the mortgage. Just stop. I think what you guys should be doing is right now you're maxing out your Roths. I would put more money into your 403Bs. So if anything, what I would say is if out of the 900, you can both double your 403B contributions and then, so that's 600. And then you got three kids, take an extra $100 a month for each of your kids college fund and use 529 plans. That's what I would do. Stop paying down your mortgage. Even though you're in this very interesting situation, no, don't do it. Okay, this next question is from Karen. Uh, My question involves an annuity. I'm interested in investing $220,000 in an immediate fixed annuity being offered from one of six insurance companies through Fidelity. I checked Virginia State Guarantee Association. There's $250,000 annuity protection. My question is about people who don't need an annuity but see a benefit for it regardless. And I want your advice on whether or not to get it. I've got a shortfall now with guaranteed income versus expenses, but I do have plenty of cash. The shortfall will end in three and a half years when I start taking social security at age 70. I'm heavily leaning towards moving $220,000 from my 401k to purchase this annuity with guaranteed income. I don't even have to read anymore. I just want to tell you right now, everybody listening, I get that you want to have this guaranteed income, but there's an expense to this. So this is a 66 and a half year old person who has a lot of money saved, $700,000 in a 401k, another 130, let's call it another $200,000 in retirement assets, 75,000 in non-IRA, and then 190,000 in a major bank. She's got expenses of about $5,500 a month. Um, At age 70, she's going to have Social Security of about $3,900 a month, and she'll have RMDs that she'll need to do. Here's the benefits as she sees it. Would protect the amount of money I'd transfer to an annuity from market fluctuations. True. Removes the amount of money from the overall RMD calculation. This would be a qualified annuity. So you'd move $220,000 from your 401k to purchase this immediate annuity. From the money that comes out, you will be paying taxes. You know, you could potentially, I guess, use this to fund your shortfall, but I don't think you need to do this. I I mean, it feels like a lot of work taking all this money out and not having access to it. I don't know. I don't like this plan. 
So I, the real reason I don't like this plan is not because you shouldn't have a nude. It's the amount. So again, you have right now in her 401k, she has $700,000. In her rollover, she has another 134000 So if it, she's taking money out of the 401k or the IRA rollover to do this, she then has to put the money in and now you have no access to it and you just start the clock going. You have longevity, as you said. I don't like the idea of not having access to this money. I really don't. And I don't think that the if it's an immediate annuity, it's based on the current interest rate environment. We're talking about a very low interest rate environment. So this is what I would do. I am not 100% sure of all the numbers on this. But what I would say is you should get a second opinion. You should go talk to a fee-only financial advisor. Maybe you can go to someone at NAPFA, at the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, napfa.org. And that's what I would do. I would not do this just because you have this need, this um, anxiety potentially about this, you know? So I think, I think you should be very careful. That's what I would say. Okay. So that's it. That is our Friday show. So on Fridays, I like to remind you guys that we have music that is special for us. It's composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercia, the guy whose voice you don't hear on this podcast, but you can hear on the Ion Money podcast. Mark Talercio is the executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. By the way, we were just recently asked to submit something for like a big package of, um, you know, award stuff. And they said, you know, well, we just have you and Mark, but all these other people who are submitting their shows, they have like 12 people. Do you notice how many people are involved in these shows, Mark? It's just you and me. Less is more. Who could put up with either of us? All right. Uh, if you've got a financial question, do me a favor. Send us the, send us any question. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, just hit the contact button. And you know this. We like to ask you to do something nice for someone else today. And Mark says we don't have to change the mantra ever. So we're going to stick with grit, growth, grace, gratitude. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 